This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I love your podcast. This is the What is up, podcast fam? Hope you all had an amazing week and are getting ready for a great weekend. At least here in New York, looks like it will be lightning, thunder, uh, rain. Yes, wish it was sunny. But anyways, I'm very excited to be coming to you live today on this episode. Lots of people have reached out saying they love the solo episode. So I'm you know, very excited to be releasing more. These solo episodes are going to be very much focused around my experiences, lessons, and the meaning I've chosen to create from the tragedy and losing both my parents by age 25. So these episodes will probably continue to focus on that. I'm sure they'll evolve. But with that, hope you enjoy. This week, I was talking to a friend and he was having a crummy day. And I said, you know, really deep down, I believe if you can put two feet on the ground when you wake up and you wake up with some shelter over your head and you're able to take a warm shower, have a nice meal, and your health is not in jeopardy, you are doing great. If you can put two feet on the ground and you are healthy, alive, and able, you are ahead of so many. Your day is so much better than so many people. You know, you could look at this from a lot of different angles. <laughs> Just your, having your basic needs covered, I truly believe, you know, if those are covered, you are ahead of the curve of so many. And right away, you have so much to be grateful for. First thing when you wake up, again, rolling out of bed and able to put two feet on the floor, able to take a nice warm shower, able to just roll out of the bed in a comfortable home that is your shelter and able to go downstairs and make a cup of coffee, have some breakfast. You are ahead of so many. You are doing better than so much of the world. When you look at so many third world countries and how little they have, the shelter they don't have, the food they don't have, the bed they don't have, the warm water they don't have, the clean water they don't have, the food they don't have. You know, it's so easy to take those things for granted, even though they're so simple. And I really believe that is why I'm, I walk around so grounded in a state of positivity, in a state of appreciation, in a state of gratitude, and really just in this positive, positive state those are all blessings. Like every day when I wake up and I realize, fuck, I'm healthy today and I'm able to go and choose the way I want to do things today. And I'm able to go outside and smell the clean, fresh air and not have to worry about my health. It is a miracle and it is a blessing. And there is so much to be grateful for right when you roll out of bed. I don't know where this comes from, and part of it is probably just innate within me, but I do have a moment in my life when my mom was sick where everything didn't feel that way, 
where I didn't feel that moment of gratitude right when I woke up. And I want to share a pivotal moment while my mom was sick that really changed my entire mentality. My mom was sick for two months until she passed. It is a crazy story. And for those of you that know me well, you only know bits and pieces. Those of you that know me really well probably know the entire story. But my family and I, and my mom especially, lived through hell. Every cancer is different, rare or not rare. You know, they always say you can't go looking to Google to see how uh, effective a chemo treatment is because every cancer is different. With my mom's cancer, it was hell. My mom originally went to the hospital because she woke up in the middle of the night throwing up and she went to the hospital and had her gallbladder removed. I want to say they think that she had gallstones, etc. I actually remember visiting her in the hospital. This is before we knew she had cancer. And I got her a plaque with a dog. It was a golden because she loved goldens, as do I. And I remember thinking, thank God. And I remember being very calm, thinking, thank God. It was just a minor, minor bump in the road, but she's okay. It's not like she has cancer. I remember that going through my head. I went for lunch, actually, with both my sisters and my aunt while my mom was recovering after her surgery. And one of my sisters broke down hysterically crying. And, you know, she said, what if it's worse? What if there's something more? It's very bizarre thinking back to that moment. But fast forward, my mom got out of the hospital. And over several weeks, she just never really recovered. Her body never jumped back. And she called the doctor numerous times. And the doctor had said, you know, Sometimes it takes longer for some people to recover from the surgery. So just give yourself some time. About seven weeks went by and she still did not feel good. So she went to the hospital, got some tests done, and it was there that they discovered that she had cancer. Seven weeks after an operation, they had realized she had cancer. So just to sort of give you a sense of why this journey was truly hell. From the day my mom went back to the hospital, from that moment on, she never left. She was supposed to go in for a checkup and went in a few days early because she really wasn't feeling great. And it was brutal. The reason why I use the word hell and brutal is because my mom was diagnosed only a few days before she actually passed. My mom had what is called undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma. My mom always told me if, if you do get cancer, you want to get one with a name that you can pronounce and a name you've heard because it means they've, they've done some research and they at least know something about it. With this cancer, undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma, now I am no doctor, but from the way it was explained to me is the cancer is non-differentiated. Essentially means that the cancer has not decided what type of cancer it wants to become what type of cancer it is. So one, it is extremely rare. But two, there isn't pinpoint targeted treatment to attack this style of cancer, making it extremely hard to treat. And I'm not a doctor. If you want to find more info on that cancer, you can look it up or speak to a doctor. But it is a bad, bad, bad cancer. Very rare, very aggressive and that is what my mom had. And the doctors had a tough time diagnosing her. 
And throughout the process, there were so many complications. She was only in the hospital for two months. But in those two months, she had, I want to say, an, an additional three major invasive surgeries to fix things that came up as a result of the cancer growing so aggressively. It was fucking hell. You know, I'm just sitting here and I'm sort of sparing you some of the details right now because that is not the purpose of this podcast in particular. But basically, you know, nothing was going right. My mom had complication after complication, and she only got to actually one chemo treatment. And as a result, even that day was fucking hell. But getting back to being grounded in gratitude. So with my mom, when everything was going wrong, and nothing seemed to be going the right way, and we knew things weren't looking good. I knew things weren't looking good and that it was inevitable that she was going to die in the hospital and she was not going to make it out of the hospital. And I knew that very, very clearly really early on. And it took me some time to come to terms to accept that that was the fate of the situation. But I realized it somewhat early on. So everything was gray, gray, G-R-E-Y. Nothing seemed like there was any hope, any positivity, any light in all this darkness. Like I said, it was truly hell. Now, one day I'm in the hospital, and it's probably only two to three weeks before my mom passed, and nothing, nothing was going right because for those two weeks, it was only progressively getting worse and worse, complication after complication. And I remember being so frustrated. And I started get to this, getting to this point where I was so angry. I was so frustrated. I was so sad. But more than sad, I was so angry. I felt, I felt so robbed. I couldn't understand why, if there is a God, why I would be put through this situation once again. I had already lost my dad at 20. Why twice? Why my mom? Why this way? There were so many things that I did not understand, and I still don't understand. But at that moment, I was walking and carrying so much frustration, so much anger, and I was pissed. And there was no light. It was just gray. And in many ways, it was very intense. And I never felt such an intense feeling of just nothing, just pain and anger. And I'm in the elevator with my cousin. And, you know, he was there helping support me. But this is also an aunt he loved. And, you know, he could tell I was so fucking pissed. And I'm in this elevator, and I'm riding down. We're in Sloan Memorial Kettering. And uh, we're in Sloan. And in walks a little kid with her two parents. She was bald. And pushing in front of her, the IV that you push. She, her arm was connected to, you know, that the long drip IV machine and her arm was connected to the long drip IV machine. She's wearing a hospital gown. And I just looked at this little girl. All I could think is, wow, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine, you know, being this little girl, her entire life in front of her. You know, when you're a kid, you're supposed to just be a kid, not be robbed of the moments of joy and 
just being a kid, running around, not giving a care in the world. And this moment took something from me. I was in such pain in that moment, but realized, holy shit, am I blessed. And I know it's a weird thing to 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 look at this kid and almost, and I understand this is coming from a place of scarcity, you know, but I couldn't help but look at this little girl and say, wow, this little girl has been robbed. She knows the horrors of disease, of cancer, of this hospital. It is not a good place to be in a cancer hospital. Sure, it's great that they exist because they save lives. They make people have longer quality lives, but it is not good to be in there. The things you see are brutal. The things you experience are scarring. And I couldn't help but look at this kid and feel so angry because why? Why just this little girl, her whole future ahead of her? And at that point, she was probably like six, seven, or eight. She was supposed to have her entire life ahead of her and just be a kid run in the streets, put your feet in the grass, roll around in the dirt, dance in the rain, play some sports, hang with friends, laugh, smile, and just be a kid. And I looked at this girl and I, I couldn't, you know, it was so tough. And I couldn't help but think, but wow, how blessed am I? I'm sitting here 25 years old. Sure, my mom is dying in the hospital and just a few feet away, but look what I had. I've made it to 25 and I'm alive and healthy. I'm blessed. My mom might be dying in that room just a few floors up and a few yards away, but I've had her for 25 incredible years. Damn, I'm lucky. My dad, he might have died at 20, but wow, look at all that time I had with him. My dad inspired me so much. My dad told, told me the importance of pursuing what you love in life, pursuing your childhood dreams. He was my biggest role model, and there was not a person in this world who cared more about who I would become and where I would go and the life that I would build and will build. Wow, am I fucking lucky. I'm in that hospital with my family. My cousin from Israel is there with me. He flew across the world to be there for me, my family, my sisters. My aunts and uncles came in from California, Connecticut, North Carolina, New York, it's close, <laughs> and Israel. Mm. Wow, am I lucky. And I just couldn't help but in those moments recognize all that I had as the person that is the most important in my life, my mom, my rock at this point in my life is being taken from me, right from my bare hands being taken from this earth. And I know that. I know it's weeks, if not days away before she would die, but I couldn't help but instantly change my mentality to it's so unfair and look what's being taken from me and why, why am I going through this to wow, I am blessed. I am lucky. Look at all I have. You know, I think back to that little girl a lot and I can't help but think how many people are in that hospital, how many people are so young and in that hospital. And of course, my mom was taken at 60 and that is too young. But this little girl is six or seven, and I don't know what happened to her. I don't know if she survived. I don't know what type of cancer she had. But there are so many kids all across the world who are battling disease, not just cancer. There are so many kids who are born to poverty who don't have shelter. 
there are so many kids who are born to abusive homes and don't have a safe place to sleep at night. And I can't help but think how these are just kids. It is so unfair to be a kid and to be living through that and to experience that. Because truly, I believe as a kid, you are supposed to just be a kid. And as the weeks went on with my mom, of course, there were moments of anger. There were moments of sadness and frustration up until the second she passed. And when she passed, of course, there were. I'd be lying to you if I said there weren't moments of rage where I just wanted to put my fist through a wall. But it was that little girl that taught me that we have so much to be grateful for. We have so much in our lives right now in this instance as you listen to this podcast that are blessings, that are true blessings. And that is why when I wake up and I roll out of bed in the morning in a comfortable bed with a house over my head, put two feet on the ground, all I could possibly think at this point in my life is, damn, I'm blessed. As you continue your day and take a nice warm shower, make a nice warm cup of coffee, go outside and just take a deep breath in, smell that fresh air, all I could think is, wow, I'm lucky. As you head into your weekend and you continue on with your life, it is always so easy to find the bad. The bad is always there. It stares you in the eye and it's so easy to look for it and find it. But I challenge you to look for the good, to count your blessings and to recognize all that you do have and all that you had. By age 25, I lost both my parents to rare cancers. It's so easy to look at all that was taken from me, all that I've lost, all that I've been robbed of. But every single day, I still put my two feet on the ground when I roll out of bed. And all I could say is, wow, I'm blessed. And damn, I'm lucky. And with that, I want to wrap this up and say thank you for tuning in. It means the world to me. In each of these episodes, I open up a piece of my wound that is with me forever. And I feel grateful and blessed that I'm creating this platform and that I have people tuning in to listen and to recognize that we are all blessed. Even on our worst days, life is a blessing. So with that, I challenge you when you wake up tomorrow and put two feet on the floor to count your blessings and to take a moment and just breathe and think and reflect and recognize all you do have and all that you had. Because with each of those experiences and just the simple things, just those little things, being able to put those two feet on the floor and stand, you are blessed. You are a walking, living miracle. So with that, have an amazing weekend. Have one of, of gratitude and reflection. And you know, I hope that you enjoy this episode and you too can learn something from that little girl. There are so many people who have it worse than you. And not only worse, but that are dealing with real problems. You know, it's very easy to get hung up on the small things because those small things can add up. You know, but when you take a step back and you recognize that if it's not a matter of life of death, you are blessed. And, you know, I just hope that you can take this lesson and, and walk with it. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful, my friends. Be grateful for the smallest of small things. Be grateful that you have your health, shelter, a warm shower, 
a nice cup of coffee. Be grateful for all those things. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. You two are blessed. You two are lucky. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Have an amazing weekend. I love your podcast. This is gold. This is where it's at. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.